When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone's having a prosperous week wherever you are. Again, uh, anybody that is new to Sustainable Success, again, you found us here, but you could also listen to many of our past guests, many great guests that we've had on at our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. Feel free to come by, check us out. There you'll find on-demand episodes for many of our great guests that we've had sharing their content, insight, and wisdom to help you not only scale your business, but also, even more importantly, prove the quality of your life and those important around you, making the world a better place. So again, that's Sustainable Success 2017, our Facebook page, and again, here on the Voice America Influencers channel. Today, our uh, show is going to be brought to you by um, an event that is taking place next month. It is going to be a LinkedIn event, LinkedIn Unplugged, and and this is going to be great for anybody in the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. This will be a first-time event where you're not coming to receive, you're coming to give because you receive without resistance when you give without expectation. And this event is going to be a first of its kind where there are going to be true connections to be made. Uh, It's going to be uh, being held at the Orange County Choppers, if you remember that from the the popular TV show. Uh, I can't remember if it was the Discovery Channel or wherever it was on, but any event, it'll be held there. And then the next day, it's going to be uh, the air show at Stewart International Airport, uh, with the Blue Angels. Again, this is going to be an event that not only can you meet new people, but you could also bring the family and make a weekend out of it. Uh, the event is going to be uh, featuring uh, former uh, retired Je- Army General Donald Buduck, who is now running for senator in New Hampshire, and uh, among uh, among other great speakers that will be there. I happen to be emceeing the event. So again, if you're in the tri-state area of uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, feel free to come out August 24th. You can find more uh, information about the event on Eventbrite. That's Eventbrite. Just put in hashtag LinkedIn Unplugged, and you'll find all the information uh, about the event uh, as it's being updated daily as we're adding new content and new speakers. And feel free to uh, join us if you happen to be in the area or make a weekend out of it. It's going to be a great time and one to remember. Today, we're going to be talking about never give up on your dreams. And I have a wonderful woman today who's going to be sharing insights, someone who has never gave up on her dreams and actually achieved it. And before I introduce her, I want to give a little background about her. Her name is Bonnie Dillabaugh. And, you know, to write or not write has never been the question in her life. She wrote her first uh, 26-line poem at the age of eight entitled My Christmas ABCs. She started reading before kindergarten and Dr. Seuss was one of her favorite authors, so rhymes came very naturally to her. She's been writing her whole life, and I know this for a fact as I've been on uh, shows with her before, as long as she can remember. A lot of poetry, short stories, and of course, the usual school reports. She always got high grades on her writing assignments, even when she didn't in other classes, simply because she loved to write. Now, flash forward, and I'm not going to say anything about age here. But she has been writing for a long time. She finally published her first novel in an ongoing series, The House on Infinity Loop, is the first book in a trilogy that will become just the first part 
of the Dimensional Alliance series. When she is not writing, she likes to read, crochet hats for the homeless and gifts for friends and family, and is active in her church and looks forward to being involved with the fans of her books. Someone who is dedicated to people who love to read. I love it. Without further ado, we welcome Bonnie Dillabo to the show. Bonnie, how are you doing today? I am doing just fabulous, Chris, and it's such a joy to have the opportunity to spend some time with you and your uh, listeners today. Uh, it is a pleasure to have you. And, you know, and I, when you, when you had reached out, I mean, you know, to, reading to me is such an important thing. It's part of my daily habits, something I, I, you know, I coach and, and teach to my clients as something that should become part of your daily regimen, something that's going to set your success foundation. And even writing, I mean, writing in itself is also a great habit to get involved. So I wanted to talk about your evolution, you know, why reading and writing, you know, came so naturally for you. And why would you think, you know, for the listeners listening to today, why this is such an important, you know, if we're going to look at it as a habit, something to adopt in their lives to whatever degree that can serve them. Well, thank you, Chris. You know, I am a proponent of the phrase, readers are leaders. And I can't see any place where I have had the opportunity to interact with people who have accomplished great things in their life where they weren't avid readers of all types of things for personal enjoyment as well as for research and all of that. And you and I both know that if you're going to be in business, the business books are never ending. But I got my start because my mom loved to read. She um, didn't have a lot in the way of money. My dad was out on ship all the time. He was in the Navy. And so what we would do is we would go to the library several times a week. And one of my earliest memories is that smell, the smell yes. of print. And it's one of the amazing things about holding a real book in your hand is it's part of the experience. But so I started early on being interested in words. My mom would read to us. She started reading to me in the womb. So that's you know, amazing. Really and, and people take that for granted. There, there's, there is truth to that. I mean, no wonder where you got your gift for writing and, and reading that the fact you were hearing these words in the womb. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And her love of reading, um, made me intensely curious about the magical thing that that was, that she could sit there with a book in her hand and decipher all those wonderful marks into something that was amazing. And she read to us, not just from children's books, but from the classics. So, so that was kind of where I started. When I first went to kindergarten, my uh, kindergarten teacher really uh, was not happy with her because I was already reading it over a first grade level. And um, she said, what am I supposed to teach her? My mom said, well, I don't know, but she's got to go to school. <laughs> so, um, and the thing is, is that was kind of the tone of my life. Reading, you know, kids uh, these days, you know, love video games. 
they just do. And I can see why. I can see the attraction. I kind of like them too myself sometimes. But the thing back then was we didn't have those kind of distractions. There was television, little tiny black and white television in our house. Um, but when I could sit with a book, I was, I was gone. My grandmother used to say that you could blow up a bomb under my chair and I wouldn't even notice. <laughs> because I would get so engaged and involved, my mind would range all over the place and I would find myself engaged in this world that was being described in this book, whether it was um, uh, Alcott, Louisa May Alcott, and her, you know, Little Women and Little Men series, or Anne of Green Gables, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. These were all classic books that I read coming up. Um, and at some point, I was um, introduced to science fiction by a junior high school teacher who was an amazing mentor to me, and um, Ray Bradbury, uh, The Illustrated Man, was my very first science fiction book, and that absolutely charged me, uh, the idea of going into space and exploring the stars and all of that kind of stuff. So, yes... I am a Trekkie. I was watching Star Trek before it was reruns, okay? (laughs) See, Captain Kirk would love you, William Shatner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's it's, um, always been a fascination for me. And then, although I read fantasy like Alice in Wonderland um, and some of C.S. Lewis's books early on, the books that really got me engaged in avarish, uh, uh, I can't say the word now, Av- I read like hungrily, the word is just gone in my brain, but, and I, it's funny because I work with words, but sometimes they just leave me alone. At any rate, the point is, um, is Tolkien, Lord of the Rings was my introduction to, to epic fantasy. And I think I probably read The Lord of the Rings maybe a couple dozen times since 1968 when I was first introduced to it. And yes, I will mention ages here uh, at some point, but the point is, is yeah, I've been around for a while and I've been reading for a long time and writers have to be readers. Yeah. You don't just all of a sudden never read a book or hate to read books and all of a sudden say, hey, I want to write a book. The people that do that hire a ghostwriter. <laughs> and I know some good ones who do a great job at that. And I think having a, a book under your name is really an important thing, especially in marketing. But the point is, is that writers write because they really can't help themselves. Now, that being said, it's a lot of work. And it's not something that happens overnight. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this. But, you know, we're talking about sustainable success. And that means developing habits. Yes. Um, And that's not as easy a thing to do as... um, 
you would think. Bad habits are fairly easy to fall into, I <laughs> but, um, but the habits that push us forward and bring us the success in meeting our goals, um, those are a little more difficult to establish because there are so many distractions out there. That's true. I mean, in, in today's world, we have so much, you know, with the technology and social media, there's all these distractions. And, but, you know, there's something about when you can really be focused in a book and really, you know, just be in the moment, you know, be, you experience what you're reading. Uh, you know, it, it, there's, there's nothing better. I mean, and it's just, I don't know about you, Bonnie, maybe you could shed some more insight on it, but I, I find, I read every, every day. I read every morning, uh, mm-hmm. For at least a chapter or two out of uh, a book that I know that will serve me and that will allow me to serve others, and then usually before I go to bed, and as a result of that, I, I get some of my great ideas that come about from reading mm-hmm. and then even writing down certain things because I journal every day. So this mm-hmm. is something that you know I I I, I attribute to to uh, to reading you know reading for such a long time. So what what right. would be your perspective on that? I, I call that sparking. So um, when I'm reading uh, something, especially by somebody whose work really enthralls me, there are little nudges or sparks that happen that light a little flame in my brain. And um, that flame is something that usually ends up uh, in my writing, in one way or another. Now, for years, the writing that I did was like marketing copy, right? Um, and um, uh, work reports. And um, I did a few uh, musical plays for my kids um, uh, when they were in school and that sort of thing. Um, but when I got into this final, I won't call it the final chapter in my life because I've got a lot more to do, but in this, in this particular um, era of my life, um, I realized that my ideas come from everywhere and paying attention. Um, people are amazing. People are fabulous in all of their variety and in all of the things that they do and they say and they create. And so I pay attention to the people around me as well. But as I'm reading a good writer, I make notes to myself about techniques that they use that make their work more enthralling. Um, Before I actually made the final decision to write this first book, I actually went through three long series. I'm a very, very fast reader. And they're series that I had read before. Three very long series of writers that I admire. And I read them this time not for enjoyment, although can't help but enjoy them, but to teach myself to to review the things that I knew about writing, 
and to learn new techniques and to get new ideas on how to write. There are some brilliant artists that write with words who paint pictures that are so brilliant and so um, clear in your mind that you can perfectly visualize. And this is one of the reasons why movies often disappoint people after they've read books about that movie, because they've got some really clear pictures in their mind of who those characters are, what they look like, how they act, how they behave. And they're friends, you know, with these characters. They get emotionally connected. And that was what I was working on learning, was how to emotionally connect with my readers. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so so important, like emotionally connect. I mean, would you say that, I mean, we had a couple minutes to our first break, but would you say that, you know, when you when you have when you have a, a strong sense of your core values and beliefs, and obviously that could be evident when and people who write, you know, when they write, you know, whether if it's mm-hmm. a novel or Absolutely. if it's a business book, a personal development book, or anything in between, a story, whatever, that the person reading it is going to be absorbed based upon because on some level their values and beliefs can relate to that in some way. What would you mm-hmm. be, you know, in a couple? You know, yeah. So t- if you could talk on that, but it'd be great. I- Yeah, I totally agree with that, and it's one of the things that I'm very careful to do in my books. I I would say that I don't necessarily write for everyone. I write for Mm -hmm. a certain um, kind of person, a person who has those same values that I have, and um, and not to be critical of any other writer because we all come from a different place. Absolutely. But in my particular values, I want every book that I write to be able to be read by a nine-year-old. And I don't mean necessarily dumbing it down. I mean in terms of to not have anything in there that my nine-year-old grandson couldn't read without me being embarrassed. So no ambiguity. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yep. No. I want to be clear in the values that I portray in my characters. And I have bad guys. I have villains. And they're really bad villains. But even those occasionally have a redeeming quality. Wow. Well, that's powerful. I mean, and, and you know, I really love the fact that we, you know, we, we kind of dove right into the reading, you know, because it's so important and, you know, it inspires so many different things. And, 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 and I think that, you know, reading, too, is one of those things that can also have a positive effect upon influencing other positive habits in one's life. And, you know, maybe we'll shed some insight on that, but we, I, you know, we're going to be having to go to break here shortly. But um, I can't wait to ask. I have a ton of other questions I'm going to be, be firing at you here in this when we come back after the break. Again, if uh, you're listening to today's topic is never give up on your dreams, and we're here with Bonnie Dillabaugh. So those that are really serious about learn, you know, maybe, you know, wanting to incorporate reading into your life or looking to become a writer or write on whatever level that can serve you in your personal life and business, do not go away. There's more to come, and we're going to be right back with Bonnie to get a wealth of wisdom from her in this particular area. We'll be right back after the break.
What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us again, we're talking about never give up on your dreams. And we're here with uh, Bonnie Dillabau, who is a dedicated writer and, and a lover of books. Readers are leaders. Again, if you're just joining us, we encourage you to check out the first segment, uh, On Demand, which will be available later today here on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Or, again, you can find us on Sustainable on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. So, Bonnie, we were talking about, you know, a little bit about reading and writing and, you know, why it's so important, why this is something that could really help people on many different levels of their business and personal life. Anything that you want to elaborate where we can, will about reading and writing that we didn't talk about that we want to shed some insight for the listeners? Uh, just really quickly to remind you that it doesn't need to be onerous. There are a lot of different ways to read. Now, personally, I love holding a book in my hand. But that being said, I have vision problems that don't allow me to read from regular books anymore. So I have an e-reader that I can blow up the type really big. And I also have an Audible account so that I can listen to books. And I'm finding that more and more people are listening to books these days. So while you're traveling, it's great, especially if you've got kids in the car. Yeah. Turn on a book. And Put your earphones on, right? Down. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then, um, uh, but the kids will listen. It's amazing. Even for uh, books that normally you might think might be just for an adult, the kids will listen. I, I, I've been kind of impressed with that. Um, but it gives you an opportunity to use the corners of your time. The other tip is, I mean, you can carry a book on your phone these days. Um, I have an entire library on my tablet that I carry with me um, of books ranging from business books to fantasy to science fiction to historical novels and research. Um, And when I have to sit someplace, I don't like to sit. 
I like to have something to do with my brain. And so having a book, and then I will sit and crochet while I'm listening to a book, which gives me twice as much productivity. So, um, but, you know, that being said, just recognize it doesn't have to be onerous. People with dyslexia and other um, people who have had difficulties reading in the past can read all the classics and be very, very well educated by listening to a book as well. That's so true. I think it's so important, you know, again, just, you know, the content, there's just so, there's so much things that you can, you know, that I know personally for me have just been enlightening because like with anything, if anything is going to shift in our lives, let's say if you're just listening to us to find out what, what Bonnie is sharing, how could this impact, you know, my personal life, how my business it's it's when you're reading that you're you're obtaining this wisdom. You're obtaining maybe certain ideas, mm-hmm. maybe spark certain ideas, but then it's what you do with it. You know, how do you apply it? Exactly. But it always starts with the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, you know, Bonnie, you, you you were reading from the time you were like an infant, you know, and and Literally, I mean, this is yeah. why, yeah. <laughs> And this is why that, you know, you've been able to write your whole life and it, it's just been a gift for you. And, 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 but it doesn't mean that everybody listening is going to be a writer, but yet that it can help you to improve many areas of your Absolutely. life and business. If we're able to, you know, take what we read and be able to use that in ways that help us to write down our thoughts, our goals, and, you know, to, to put things into action as a result of it. It's, I think it's such a great Absolutely. habit. Absolutely, There's some. There's some really great business writers out there. One of my favorites is Seth Godin. If you want to learn about marketing, that is, those are the books to read. I'm here to tell you they're amazing. But you've written books, and um, most of the people who have been mentors in my life have written books. But one last little thing about reading. Sure. Don't forget your local library. Because oh, yes. these days, your local library has audiobooks that you can rent, basically rent, it doesn't cost you anything, that on your tablet. You can, you can take them out on your tablet and um, listen to them for however long, and, and then they return it when your due date is up so you don't ever owe any fines. Uh, same with e-books are available through your library. So you don't, even, don't ever even have to visit your library, but to get the library card in the first place. And you have access to millions of books at your fingertips. It's pretty amazing. Oh, I, I love it. I mean, and, and I'm a big fan of libraries. As a matter of fact, even to this day, even though I, you know, I'm a speaker and I speak all over the country, all over the world, and big venues, and you know, for companies, I still love to speak at libraries. And I still do it to yeah. this day uh, for because I, I like to give back and I participate in helping uh, SCORE, which is, you know, our, our retired professionals right. that give their time to help, you know, entrepreneurs either start and grow or scale their businesses. And I love to contribute. And oftentimes we conduct these workshops in libraries. And I just love it. Love it. I mean, it's just yeah. uh, matter of fact, I go there an hour before I go on and I will sit myself down and I'll do the same thing what you just said, listen to an audio book or read. And it's just, it's just, I'm in the moment, peace and quiet, nothing better. So, oh yeah. What? And there's nothing like that. Those surroundings. No. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no. I was just saying that's, that was, my, that was all oh, I was yeah. to say. 
Well, so now we you know we talked a little bit about in the first segment, and we, you know we were talking about some of the books that inspired you, and of course those are authors. So you know, let's talk about you know when we talk about you know never giving up on our dreams. Reading and writing plays an important part there, but let's talk about the importance of mentors in one's life because mentorship can mean different things for different people. So. Let's talk about it from your perspective, why it's so important to have mentors, a mentor or mentors in our life. Right. Well, I have to say that over the years, I've done a lot of different things. I have, I spent 15 years in broadcast television. Um, I, uh, was a, I was a professional clown for a while. I've done clerical work. I'm a veteran. Um, and I even repaired windshields. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so I've done a lot of weird and different things. I sold insurance. Oh, it's a long list. Um, Tupperware ladies, blah, blah, right? But the thing is, is in each of those situations, there were people who was, I was able to key into that made a huge difference in my personal success in those venues. And um, obviously, you know, you don't really need a mentor if you're um, repairing windshields. But in pretty much every other thing that you're doing in life, um, especially if it's some, a goal that you personally are setting, the path is so much easier if you can walk that path with somebody who's already been there. And um, what I mean by that is um, when you have to do it yourself, they call it the school of hard knocks, and they call it that for a reason. A friend of mine, um, Darren Falter, who has been one of my mentors, used to say that there are three kinds of people in the world. There are stupid people. There are smart people and there are wise people. The definition of a stupid person is a person who makes the same mistakes over and over and over again and never figures out what the problem is. A smart person is a person who learns from their mistakes and proceeds to go from failure to failure with enthusiasm, it said. And that can bring you some success. But a wise person learns from the mistakes of other people. And I believe that to be so true. When we can prevent having to make the mistakes in the first place by having someone in our life who can give you that boost and sometimes it's an individual, sometimes it's a group of people and I have Two examples of that in my most recent venture. When I was preparing to write this book, I'd finally, you know, gone through my research and I decided I was going to go ahead and do it. I had a couple of chapters written and I got the amazing opportunity to interview Mercedes Lackey, one of my absolute favorite authors of science fiction and fantasy. She's married to author Larry Dixon, and she's collaborated with some of my other favorite authors. So very much um, someone who's influenced me in my life. And I had the opportunity to do a live interview with her. And 
after the interview, we did about 30 minutes of on topic. And then after the interview, I asked for some advice. And she's got quite an interesting personality. She's a very straightforward person. And she said, Bonnie, put your butt in the chair and write and write every day. You start doing that, the rest of it will become clear to you. (laughs) And guess what? I said, oh, that stung. (laughs) Came natural. (laughs) Right, right, absolutely. But it was some of the best advice I've ever been given. And so then... Uh, Richard G. Lowe, a ghostwriter friend of both you and I, um, told me about a group after I'd said, I think I want, I think I'm ready. I think I'm going to write this book. I've just been so inspired by all of the interviews we've been doing with all these authors, and I'm ready to do it. He said, well, here, go to this group. And the group is called NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writers Month. And every November, they set a challenge to write 50,000 words in a month. And it just so happened that I did this um, interview with Mercedes Lackey in October. And he introduced me to this group. And they were about to start. I mean, it was like just a week or so before they started this challenge. And I took on the challenge. Now, I already had about 28,000 words in my novel. By the time I finished the challenge, I had uh, about 70,000, 70, no, about 80,000 words in wow. written in my novel. And I looked at that, and I had gotten into the habit of writing every single day to meet this 50,000-word quota. And the cool thing about this group was that we were constantly cheering one another on. I did 2,000 words today. Yay, good for you. Oh, man, I haven't written anything in three days. Oh, you can do it. You can catch up. Just put the pedal to the metal. You know, these are the kinds of comments that were constantly going. There was no negativity. It was all about encouraging, giving tips, giving ideas, um, showing people different ways of marketing their books once they got them. Just a great group of people And I felt so encouraged by them by the time I reached that 50,000-word goal. I looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, Bonnie Dillabaugh, you're going to finish this book. And I did. I finished it before the first of the year, which was a lot of writing considering it was 139,000-plus words. Wow. Um, Yeah, right? Um, I never thought of a book in that that's way. A, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, it's like, whew, that's quite a bit. That's a lot of words. Right. It's a lot of words. A hundred, oh, excuse me, 354 total pages. Um, and then the hard part really started, but I had my mentoring group to, to give me tips and tricks. And since then, I've developed a lot of wonderful relationships with other authors who are very successful, who have been cheering me on and helping me get through the publishing process and everything else. So 
so that I could get to this point where my book has recently been launched. It was launched two weeks before my 65th birthday. Okay. Mm. Now, I wanted to write a book when I was in high school. (laughs) So you can see where it took me a while to get there. It's all right. Everything in due time, right? Everything in due time. And I I love the fact that you, you know, about when getting back to the mentors, you know, that encouraged you. And, you know, I always find that the, you know, my, the best mentors I always had were the ones that, like you said, the school of hard knocks, the ones that actually went through the experiences and that could shed insight on the things that, you know, that eventually worked for them, you know, to kind of, not that you shouldn't have to experience some things that you may have to go through, but but, oh, you, you know, will. it doesn't you lead will. you down a path of a lot of time where you're, you know, you could have avoided that if, you know, with, you know, now that you know what your mentors told you. So it's been so powerful mm-hmm. for me, you know, the people that have, you know, been through those experiences have always been the best mentors for sure. Right. Well, and um, your mentors need to be willing to give you some tough love. Sometimes yep. they have to tell you, look, do you really want to get this done or not? And sometimes that's you. I remember one particular day I was really tired and I hadn't done my words for the day. And I sat down at the computer, was about to do something mindless. um, And this little voice in my head from one of my mentors said, you know, this book isn't going to write itself. So, yeah, a little Tough love, uh, along with a lot of encouragement and a lot of good, solid, trusted information. There are a lot of people who would be more than happy to be your mentors in your life, especially if you'll pay them well. The problem is, is they don't always represent themselves as who they really are. And so they're winging it and they're making it up as they go along. And there are times when sometimes that can be appropriate, but not when you represent yourself as an expert who's going to help another person be successful. So you need to pay attention to, um, to do your due diligence when you settle yourself in to be mentored by anyone. Um, This group, I researched it before I joined, okay, very carefully. Um, Other people who have mentored me in my life, I've had both sides of that coin. And sometimes that's a very expensive lesson to learn. So pay attention. Do your research. Make sure that this person actually has clients and people that are following their advice and having success with it. Now, you know and I know that not every person who attends a um, rally or attends a success class or uh, takes an entire success course ever actually does anything with it. But that's not the same thing. I'm talking about people who've done their due diligence, worked really hard, 
copied everything their mentor told them to do and then found out that they were being led down uh, the wrong path. All right? So mentors are as mentors do. Um, Just like beauty is as beauty does. Well, I think that um, people like yourself, you have a huge following of people who have benefited immensely from your counsel, your teaching, and your mentoring. And so I can look anywhere on the Internet and find all these different things that you've done, all the praise that you've gotten, all these wonderful testimonials by people who've actually received success by following the principles that you teach. That's important. So mentors are important. Even the big guys have their mentors. Seth Godin, for instance, teaches Google how to market. Okay? So I would say Google's, you know, got a pretty good handle on marketing for the most part, but they hire people like Seth Godin to come in and teach their people and expand their horizons and give them those sparks that we talked about earlier to turn them a little bit in their course. Sometimes the slightest course corrections can make a huge difference. And sometimes it takes just the right person saying the right thing or showing the right example. So, Bonnie, we got to go to break real quick, but I want to finish up on that. So, um, you're listening to Sustainable Success. We're here with Bonnie Dillaball. We we got to go to break, but we'll be right back. When we come back, we're going to still elaborate further on the importance of mentorship. So, don't go away. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. 
Welcome back. We're here again with Bonnie Dillabaugh. We're talking about never give up on your dreams. We were talking about the importance of reading and writing. And we were just talking about the importance of having mentor or mentors in our life. So, so Bonnie, we were before the break, you were kind of elaborating on something. I wanted you to continue on that thought again about mentors and again, the importance of, you know, looking for the right mentor. We wanted to make sure that we found people that have been vetted and obviously people that have, have helped people they've mentored, you know, make a difference in their lives in business. Right. And the other thing is, it's really important to have a good fit. Um, I think not every mentor is meant to mentor every person that has, I mean, people can have similar needs, um, success in their business, uh, learning how to promote themselves um, on all of these different things. But even two people who have the exact same need won't necessarily work well with the same mentor. Uh, It has to do with personalities, the way people learn. Um, We all have different learning um, needs. Some people are very visual. Some people have to see it done or uh, have some kind of a hard outline or pictures or videos or that sort of thing. Other people, they learn best from a spreadsheet. I have friends who are spreadsheet people. And boy, I'll tell you, you give them a spreadsheet and they'll have it down pat and no time flat. Me, I look at a spreadsheet and want to throw up. <laughs> I, my brain just doesn't work that way. Um, so, um, and different personalities. You know, some people are really straightforward and they just want to shoot from the hip and like that. And some people can take that. And then there's some people who are very gentle and, you know, pull you along and, you know, maybe um, know how to deal with a sensitive person. I have a friend who's a healing codes coach, and she deals almost exclusively with sensitive people. Diane Ebley, she's amazing, but she really has great success with people whose feelings are tender and who have a hard time interacting with people. So not every mentor is custom-made for every person, but nevertheless, finding your mentor may be a really important first or interim step in being successful in anything you choose to do. Um, In my case, it's writing, but I've had business mentors. I've had... I've been in business for many years. That's how you and I met through CEO space. Um, And, you know, it's networking and all that with our businesses. And I've had great success in online marketing, but I had mentors in all of those things. So um, I really have a very strong um, testimonial, if you will, of the value of a good mentor. Now, in some cases, that's just a friend. In other cases, you pay them. And a good mentor in, that has great expertise in your specific field and has a great success track record is worth what they charge for their services. So Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the alignment has to be there. Uh, you know, again, going back to core values and beliefs that there's some type you can relate to one another. And of course, that that person has uh, proven themselves in, in that particular area to really help people make a difference 
in themselves. Uh, of course, they, that person has to do do their side of it. Uh, just that per- the, the mentor alone can't do all the work. You got to do what has been provided to you to make it happen. I can't agree with you more on that. So I wanted to talk about as we're wor- we're talking about the importance of mentorship here at Sustainable Success. We're all we're, we're all into goal setting. Uh, obviously, establishing mm-hmm. our success foundations with the right habits and disciplines. So, talking about never giving up on your dreams, you know, it's necessary that if we're going to achieve our dreams, we got to create an environment that allows us to really not only create but also follow through and complete those goals. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, and this kind of um, is. Uh, throwback maybe from my um, own mentoring days. I uh, taught internet marketing for years, and um, one of the first things I do is um, this kind of reality check for people who want to own a small business. But this applies to anyone who wants to get anywhere in anything, and that is you need to know what you're in for. And one of the things, if you are working for yourself, whether you're a writer, whether you're a small business professional, whether you are a crafter, doesn't matter. If you're working for yourself, you need to create an environment where you can be productive. And so one of the first rules is that you need to set some business hours. Because if you don't, here's what's going to happen. Hi, Bonnie. How you doing? Hey, listen, I was wondering, I was thinking of going out to lunch today, um, and I'd love to have you come along. Or, hello, Bonnie. Um, you know, I, I was doing this thing, and I need a little bit of help with it. Do you think you could help me for just a, just a minute? <laughs> that minute usually stretches out much farther than a minute, as you well know. Um, that's why you laughed. Um, et cetera. Okay. People who wouldn't consider calling you if you worked for somebody else in an office have no problem calling you because, oh, you just work from your home. Okay? So the very first thing you do is you set some business hours. And in those business hours, the rule is this. Don't contact me unless it's a true emergency. Now, when I was working for the state, I first started working there. I'd been a stay-at-home mom for forever. Um, When I first started working there, my boss came to me and said, Bonnie, you can't have all these phone calls coming from from home. And the phone calls went something like, Mom, he's fill-in-the-blank. Looking at me, it doesn't matter. Point is, is I had to go home and, and set my kids down and say, look, if it isn't the house is on fire, buckets of blood or the police are on our doorstep, don't call me to work. Now, actually, it wasn't quite that radical, obviously, but the point is, is I made that very clear with my kids. Well, you have to have that same kind of tough love with the other people who care about you. And you can explain it very kindly, but very firmly that from X time to X time. Now, for some people, that's two hours a day. For some people, it's eight hours a day. However long it is, you say, on these days, at these times, I'm not taking calls unless it's an emergency. And try to be clear, knowing the people that you're talking to, 
what is an emergency because for some people, an emergency isn't what you think it is, okay? So be clear with them and make that rule. This does a couple of things. Number one, it, it reduces interruptions to almost nothing. And number two, it kind of holds your toes to the fire because let's face it, if you've told everybody I'm working from four to six and they find out that you're diddling around on Facebook, <laughs> that's going to go down the drain really quickly. Absolutely. Be really, that's not being transparent. Really <laughs> no. And, well, and, and here's part two of that. Part two of that is that you have to be in integrity with yourself if you're ever going to make it. If you set an appointment with yourself, and this is the other technique that I teach people, is when people call, let's say that they're talking to you and it's not during your business hours, but they want to go do something during your business hours. What do you say to them? You say, I'm sorry, I can't. I have an appointment at that time. Could we do it at another time and make those arrangements? You're not lying. You have set an appointment with yourself that you have committed yourself to keep. Now, one of the problems with that set period of time that people find is that they get there and, okay, now what do I do? So they rearrange their pencil drawer and blah, 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 blah. No. You need to have, at the end of every work session that you do, you need to make a list of what you're doing at your next work session. So the moment you sit down in that chair, you know, that put your butt in the chair and right thing, well, it's the same with business. The moment you sit down in that chair, you go to number one. Yeah. And you do it, et cetera. If you do that, that one thing, you will create an environment that will allow you to be entirely productive. That is so powerful. And that is so true. I mean, goal, you know, goal setting, what you just talked about that layout is so true. And this has got to be what you've heard Bonnie talk about. This has got to be consistent. You know, if for it to become for it to work in your favor, you have to be consistent. And uh, this mm-hmm. is such a great outline that you laid out here for us today, Bonnie, with this. And again, we encourage those uh, that, you know, you can listen to this again on demand, which will be le- uh, available later today uh, after five o'clock East Coast time. So we f- encourage you to check out this uh, on-demand version because Bonnie is sharing so much great wisdom. Bonnie, I want to you know personally thank you for being on today. You've s- provided such a wealth of information. Your transparency means a lot to us here at Sustainable Success. Can you tell the audience a little bit about you know where they can find you for more information and what you're working on? We have a couple minutes left in the show. Okay, sure. Um, the name of the currently published book is The House on Infinity Loop. It's a sci-fi fantasy. It's about a young woman who inherits a house, a cat, and a key, and none of them are what they seem to be. It is the first book in the Dimensional Alliance series. It can be found on Amazon if you look for either The House on Infinity Loop or find my author page, Bonnie. K period, T period, Dillabo. You can find that information about those books there. Uh, And also you can find me on Facebook. My author page is Bonnie K T 
Dillable on Facebook. Wow, this is powerful. Again, you know, we'll be uh, providing this information here where you can uh, you know, get in contact with Bonnie. We encourage you to get your hands on this first book, The House on Infinity Loop. Uh, just a, a, a one of, of several books here, or uh, the next two books are in the trilogy that will be coming out. So again, we encourage you to, to take advantage of that and uh, reach out to Bonnie on Facebook. Uh, I'm sure she should be welcome to hear Please. your thoughts and if she can help you. And uh, Bonnie, we want to thank you for being on the show today. Um, we want to thank the audience as well for joining us each and every week here every Thursday. Again, we the show would not be what it is if it was not for you, our listeners. We love you, and we are continuing to be dedicated to providing you experts like Bonnie that will be able to provide information that you can begin to apply in your business in personal lives to do it the sustainable way. So we want to thank you for joining us today, and we'll be back next Thursday at 12 noon East Coast time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.